I am really excited about this podcast with the amazing Lloyd Spencer from Below Deck Med. For those of you who don't know, I'm a big fan of the whole Below Deck franchise, even though I'm not too good on boats. Lloyd and I have actually become friends, so this podcast is just so much fun and it is so raw and honest and I truly love this guy. I promise you, we will get to the point, it just might be a little bit discombobulated along the way. So, I guess, like, one of the first things I have to ask is how did you get involved in, like, yachting and then below deck and... So the, the the yachting story is different to below deck. So the getting into yachting, so the travel company I worked for was operating in Greece, doing sailing, sort of mini sailing charters um, on 60 foot sailing boats. And I got very, very friendly with the skippers on those boats. And they were like, oh, you're, you're love being at sea, go and do this. So I went back and I sailed up the east coast of England in November. Um, November. Yes, <laughs> November. Uh, I thought, screw it, I'm going to go and do it in the worst weather. And if I like it, then then I definitely like it. So so did it, liked it, didn't like the weather, um, went and did some powerboat and motorboat things and was like, wow, there's heating. This is fabulous. And it doesn't <laughs> lean over at uh, 40 degrees all the time. So yeah, that <laughs> scares me. Sailboats scare me because when that heel goes up, no. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good if you're the one on the helm and it's healed over and you've got like the cuppy rail like in the water and you're like, well, when I'm behind that, I'm like, ooh, like having this the best time. But if I'm not the one in control, I'm like, oh, when is this going to end? <laughs> I'm going to um, die. I'm going to fall yeah. off the edge and die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then so I did my qualifications. I went back. I did. Um, I did some yacht deliveries. I went back and did a little bit of travel. And then November before COVID, so 2019, I moved to Barcelona and was working, um, doing day work on yachts. And I got a job just before COVID. So I got on a boat, um, which is the boat that I talk about on the show where I didn't have a great time. Yeah, they were uh, mean to you. Yeah, so I stuck <laughs> it out because not only was it COVID, no one was employing, everyone was getting fired. And your first job in the industry is if you leave within a year, you basically have a black mark against your name. So I had two pretty strong pressures on sticking it out. And I stuck it out as long as I physically could. Um, and then I went home. And this is where Below Deck got involved. When I was applying for jobs, I'd sent, I'd, there was an Instagram message and I'd sent something and I was meant to go on Captain Lee's the season before mine of Below Deck. Okay, the first thing I need to say is I am so in love with Captain Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I've got for every year for my birthday or Christmas, my husband gets um, a Captain Lee wrapping paper. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't open it. He's the stud of the sea. But, oh. So were you in Wales? Because your mum's in Wales, isn't she? Yeah, so meant to be on Captain Lee's, I said no because I got a, a real job. Uh, <laughs> um, then 
I finally left that boat. I had enough courage. Um, it coincided, funny enough, with the British embassy calling me up because I didn't know I was in the country in Malta. And they were like, uh, hello, would you like a flight home? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Get me the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, went back and I was with my my mum in Wales. Um, so she lives in the Brecon Beacons. Beautiful. Stayed in one of her holiday lets. So it's like a converted barn with two holiday lets and a little mini B&B. So nice. I stayed in my own holiday let for the for a self-imposed quarantine. And then me and her just went cycling, walking, um, all, all the nice, I mean, the weather was insane that summer. And I got a call out of the blue saying, do you want to come on the show? And I said, no. And then the next day I was like, actually, I have nothing going on. Screw it. So I called them up and I said, like, is it too late? I'm like, no, 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 you can come. You can come on the show. So I was like, oh, sweet. Cool. Had to find another like quick interview. Um, I was like covered in sweat paint like you are now. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like in the garden, like doing this stuff. And they're like, did you not know this is an important interview? And I was like, yeah, it is. But like, you don't need to see me dressed up. And- <laughs> Yeah. not wearing a suit and tie <laughs> yeah and I was like also like I'm like quarantined in Wales like all my stuff's at my dad's house so I'm just wearing hand-me-downs and and her ex-partner's clothes <laughs> just like, like, oh, like, apart from like my like, couple of bits and pieces um and they came back to me a week later and was like cool fly out do your quarantine in Croatia and, and start the season um which and then and then it all all kicked off we saw Captain Sandy out of my window and I I went to get my food and looked through the um like spy hole in the door and saw Malia and I was like oh that's nice like she's back uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I didn't see anyone else until I literally when you walk on for the first time that's, that's when you really meet everyone you yeah they just go off you go you, no instruction no what no what to do on the boat no nothing just off have have fun straight in the like literally off the plank into the deep end whoa so your season was um volatile at times yeah (laughs) I I feel that's a but also um once the the volatile individual left who rubbed up a different my god we I I just don't want to give them airtime in any way you know so um that individual left she they said some horrible things uh, to yeah. everybody and um it had an effect on all of the crew because well it well it had an effect on all of the crew it does doesn't it when somebody's you know aggressive and i i felt see, as, as someone that watched it 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 kind of made the rest of you really close and that caused that individual to be even more isolated, which obviously rattled them and made them more aggressive. But the thing that I loved about your season is the fact that all of you, apart from that individual, and I'm not sure about the other one, if I'm honest, um, seem to all quite be in, still roughly in touch. So the the one that will not be named obviously uh we'll call them Voldemort yeah yeah. so Voldemort blocked us um as soon as they left and um none of us have have spoken to her um everyone so apart from Delaney who came in for a short period and back the whole rest of us are still on a group chat so after we left um 
I mean, obviously now we're all busy with our lives. Like Matt's just had a, a baby. Um, yeah. That's um, lush. Yeah, it's amazing. He, he, he's fallen in love, found the right person and is very, very happy. So that's, that's an amazing uh, thing. So his little updates are nice. Um, Malia and Katie are working together. They so, are. I am loving their. My husband also loves their Instagram. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, and Z's, Z's doing amazing. So we sort of occasionally like pop little bits on there. Like I wouldn't. Um, I mean, I speak pretty regularly with Milia. Um, me and Z have one of these relationships where like we attempt to speak to each other and fail miserably for six months, and then we'll finally get hold of each other, um, and it goes off, and then. Um, Dave's very busy, but he, I met up with him to ride motorbikes and a few bits and pieces when we were both back in the UK. So when, when we can, we do keep in contact. I love it. And I just, yeah, it just seemed like a really nice dynamic and, and you came, you spoke about such personal things. And I think even on the show, you had a panic attack at dinner when Voldemort and, and Matt were going at it and Okay, as someone that runs a mental health charity and who has panic attacks, I was really proud that you let them to a degree. Do you know what I mean? You you showed it and you were honest and you could have just gone, oh crap, this is going down and walked straight away. But instead you were like, no, like I know this is being filmed, but it was crap for you at the time. But I think the impact it's had afterwards is is huge. Yeah, for sure. That... The feelings I went through then as well. So bearing in mind, like I was unaware of what panic attacks felt like. Um, I knew I was feeling very unwell. Um, I had a bit of an idea, but I was attempting to get myself through it the best best way I could. Um, and Malia obviously was supporting me while she was sitting next to me through, through that. Um, at the end, I, I don't know if it's shown because uh, I can't remember now, but I did have to get up and, and walk out. Um, but that was a good like hour <laughs> into, into sitting. To, but you don't understand that, that what, what you're shown looks like it was like half an hour, 20 minutes. I think we that's were at the thing. that dinner for like, two hours, sat there in that with that animosity going on. Like if we I found it hard for an episode a week, I can't imagine how it was and the effect it had on yours because both you and Dave spoke about mental health on it which is probably and actually the season after might be after when um Z and oh no how have I forgotten her name she's a fellow Welsh Courtney. Courtney yeah um I mean, she's from the know, north so yeah, it's not real is it <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, we're going to get in trouble. But, um, <laughs> she, you know, they came back and she spoke about like eating disorders and, and body dysmorphia and stuff like that. So you guys, I think, have been the most mental health open. And, you know, you talked about your previous boat, which would dicks. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm allowed to go. Um, yeah. So... What made you be honest? Was it just the fact that you guys all got on and it kind of, the, the show went into the background because you actually work? Yeah, I, I had absolutely no intention of sharing any of that. Um, 
there was obviously points when physically things were showing that I wasn't okay. Um, on a side topic, to my friends who have watched it have just been like, it's really weird watching you, like you're so reserved and different and all of these things like we have rarely, if not never seen in you. So I was dealing with very new, fresh feelings, um, different. So I previously suffered from depression, but through very, very different circumstances. This was a mix of anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, lots, lots and lots of things. And as much as I was trying to not show <laughs> at all, it was coming out and they didn't say anything, but they like I subconsciously or consciously were there supporting me even in other little small moments that were going on and, and, and vice versa. I think everyone was doing it. But suddenly, I don't know, like something inside me just went Poof. And the, when Katie asked me, <laughs> I, I had drunk a fair bit. So obviously the, the barrier as to what you say um, drops, but she just made me feel so welcome and, and supported at that point that I don't know, it just felt right to, to say it. Mm -hmm. um, and the next day when I said it, when, when I woke up after saying it, that's what actually led to the second panic attack when I left the boat. It doesn't show it on the show because it's not in the narrative of the of the TV series, mm -hmm. but it was purely down to me panicking about my parents finding out, people seeing it, all of those extremely stressful things while still being recorded. So I yeah. was, um, and then that was like another two weeks, I think, until the moment I had that panic attack. So there was a wow. two weeks of, of extreme stress. Did you know um, that there was the hashtag protect Lloyd? going on um so when it came out yeah i was i was in tenerife uh i wanted to hug you so much i'll rephrase that we're watching i wanted to give you the biggest kutch ever <laughs> I was like, get out the way <laughs> mixture um, of like mama bear and like i feel like i know all of you because you do by the end of like or the midpoint on the season you're like oh they're my friends <laughs> yeah see um it it was very very nice like um when i saw that um and then the comments and the messages on instagram um which was the only sort of social media that i went on twitter and i was like mm, this is full of people moaning about all sorts of people from the show and and this. so i stayed on instagram and i only got 99.9 percent .9 positive messages on there um and having those really helped the stress of watching myself it was absolutely gosh some of it was horrendous um you don't normally have some of your worst days and then get to re-watch them knowing everyone else is watching them uh especially the when you guys let loose you seem to really let loose like it was below deck might have triggered a bit of that <laughs> mm. There, that's a that's a that's a whole other, that's another interesting topic of um i mean i'm working in tourism and worked in tourism before and boats and they're both very similar with the attitudes towards substance use and excessive substance use um there 
there's, there's quite often people like Dave that go too hard, well, too hard or, or have their own decision to, to rein it in. Um, some people can just live a lifestyle where they get that hammered all the time, still function perfect. And then there's the other people, which I put myself in this category, which becomes aware after a certain period of time that I have overindulged and slow myself back down and have, have the constant battle of sort of being the fun one and looking after myself. Yeah, because it's true. People, there is more of a stigma probably around, well, no, well, I know we talk about mental health. There's a stigma around not drinking as well. So is that a big thing in your industry as well? So if I know that if I, not anymore, but because I've got a 13 year old and a 10 year old. And I think if I ever, if there was ever a thought of like, I'm, I may want to just cut Matt's baby and like look after, want to give it back. Yeah. Um, but as a female, if I don't have a drink, the first thing is like, are you pregnant? Hell no. <laughs> so that's where tours are on boats are different. So boats, you can get on alcohol-free boats. Um, most of the people working in the Middle East for Saudi, Royals, things like that, it's alcohol-free. When you apply, it often says this is an alcohol-free boat. Those people tend that want to do that can opt. Um, so there is an option for those people, which I think is nice. Um, sometimes it's slightly annoying for people that drink when it looks like a really cool boat and you're like, oh, can I not just go, like, not drink on the boat, but can I not go off for a couple? But they tend to be zero tolerance. Um, tourism, unless you're working in, I was working in Jordan, so a few weeks ago, so obviously you could get alcohol there, but it's it was much more common for me to sit and have tea with suppliers. But put me somewhere like... Germany, Italy, Czech Republic. I'm sitting down being given Greece, especially. I'm being given wine, being given shots. And it's almost there. It's the, and they don't necessarily want to get drunk. Like that's their bonding thing. And it's very hard. I've been with someone that doesn't drink in that situation. And that other person all puts up a bit more of a wall towards them because they're not they're like oh it's just one shot or one whatever and then the person else went oh it's just like my house they have one shot there they're, they're they're off to the shop and uh, we'll find them lying on the floor in the morning yeah, exactly. so, uh, yeah let's let's not get them a shot shall we <laughs> leave them be so how did you feel watching the the season back and how and how has it affected you because like you guys that were the group got very positive i'm assuming anyway because you know stalk, stalk, no not stalking following um you guys it's it's always seems to be quite positive but we know that social media is also can be quite an evil place and i i remember at the dinner where you had the panic attack i swear i haven't watched this back for this this is the disturbing part of my life is that I don't know what I walked into the kitchen for, but ask me about a season of like <laughs> below deck of people that I like. Cause you know, there are, there are seasons that I haven't enjoyed as much and I've watched because I felt I should and then gone. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Your group is like, I still follow you guys. I still 
because <laughs> you're my friends. Um, so, but with Voldemort, um, this is quite comical calling them that, um, they must have had a lot of hate, which would have impacted negatively on them, which you can understand. And Dave stuck up for Voldemort a little bit at the dinner, but without sticking up, just saying like, I was going to yeah. really calm down, calm down. But yeah, how did, how was the like social media and the pressures afterwards? Because you guys were one of the first to have a reunion as well. Yeah, so I was very isolated. I was volunteering in Tenerife. I was also at the time with my ex-girlfriend staying in a eco hut with no running water or electricity when I wasn't working. Um, mm -hmm. I had internet access, but I wasn't surrounded by people. Um, I, the stories from Matt being in America, um, even people in the UK when it was coming out, you know, being recognized. Also, I looked very different as well. So I had, the, the social media was, was very positive. Like, I'm extremely lucky um, in the terms of I- The difference is you're a nice person and it came across. <laughs> but like, this, the trolls sometimes don't differentiate. I mean, I, I probably had, I don't know, like 10 messages or something like that. Just blocked them and, and moved on. Um, waited for my dad to watch the episode. I hadn't told him anything that happened on the show, nothing. Um, and I just waited for a text from him to say like, he'd still, still support me. <laughs> um, and so I didn't, I was very removed. Um, I did a few of the sort of interviews and bits and pieces, but as far as I was concerned, um, I was on a boat doing refugee search and rescue uh, then I was in the middle of nowhere, living this very removed life, occasionally popping to the square for one euro wines and some local food and, and popping back. So it wasn't until I got the plane back from Tenerife that the air stewardess recognized me. And I had like beard like now, a lot more tanned. And she's like, uh, and gave me a, a free drink. And I was like, oh, actually people have noticed or or remembered and then since then um I always joke if I ever get lonely I just have to go to Clapham Junction stand outside for for a couple of minutes and someone will come up to me hey! <laughs> um but yeah I, funnily enough like that that's the place because I'm regularly there when when I'm back changing trains but I've had quite a few people come up to me and say the same things that they've said on social media, but to my face, which has meant mm -hmm. even more. Um, I was just in the same space with my headphones in, the guy that tapped me on the shoulder. And I took it out and he's like, oh, I just wanted to say like, um, thank you for sharing your story. That was really nice. Um, and proud of you for, for being able to do it because it's helped a lot of people. And then literally just walked off, didn't even say anything else. And I was like, what's, what's, that just what's, happened? yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that, that was super nice. So well, that's true. And I know that it might seem bizarre because you were out of it. It it had a real impact that season because it had, you know, the mental health, it had your story on it, it had um it had the little love, will they, won't they, Z and Courtney? Um, it had 
the, the will they won't they Malia and Dave did not have the will they won't they um and it, that, that that was uh bless him but it, it wasn't a will it will they or won't they when you were on the show <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't when you were watching it either it was like dude <laughs> oh you struck out but okay so I'm gonna ask the question that when I said oh you'll never guess who we're gonna talk to about and I'm gonna talk about mental health and this that and the other and they went yeah, but what's Captain Sandy like? That is genuinely the most asked question. Well, apart from, do you have Katie's phone number? Um, and <laughs> can I have it? I just kept going, I'm not asking that. <laughs> he, he, he was respect for people. But what, so she she's fallen out with Captain Lee publicly at the moment, which is a little bit interesting. Um, or is that a conversation you don't want to have? <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll give my my opinion. Um, so, Captain Sandy for me was amazing. She, at the beginning, she was definitely. She said a couple of comments to Malia about like, oh, what's it like having three guys working for you? Like, how are they? acting and so if there was a problem she was like she was trying to see and then Malia literally was just like no these are the three best guys anyone like it's a shame it wasn't shown but um she was like yeah so three best guys like I could have they're like supportive of me everything that yeah, you there saw was that no we to her yeah sexist so eggs there was no the, anyone looking down because she was a woman it was all supportive and lovely and lovely so she, so she maybe, maybe at the beginning, she sort of thought she was going to have this agenda where she was going to stand up for Malia and bits and pieces. Um, I won her over with Builder's Tea because um, I always got sent down to make everyone tea first. And she was like, what are you doing down here? You're always here. You're never working. And I was like, yeah, because I make the best tea. So I get to come early and make everyone. So then she got on the teas. Um, and she was very supportive to me. Um, I showed... I showed her on my phone the reason why I was upset towards the end of the season um, so that it wasn't shown on camera, um, which production came in and told me off for. But I, I wanted to let her know without there being a, a big, I don't want a big talk about it because then, then you get asked definitely want to film the talk, won't they? So she said that she's very supportive. She was supportive afterwards. Um, She does have her favourites for sure. Uh, I was in the privileged position of, I'd like to say, being one of those in the season. Um, and it was nice. She came to London. Um, I didn't actually see her because I was busy, but she had was doing a talk in one of the theatres when I was living there. Um, we just missed each other, which was a shame. Um, but... I mean, she's she's a busy woman, so uh, trying to trying to speak to her is is not. You don't just sort of call, you know, she's got all her bits and pieces going on. So we don't necessarily speak now, but the time on the show, she was very nice to me. But yeah, if you got on the wrong side of her, um, or if you did, you, if she saw something that you did that maybe she misconstrued, then yes, you, you would have a lifetime enemy, I think. Oh, yeah. And we've seen, we, you know, we have seen that with, both or not just both captains there's many captains now but um 
you know, everyone does have favourites. And But thanks to her, I think Malia has come through the ranks she's had that support. Malia's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Malia is, is like, I don't have words. I love her, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and also on the Sandy side, I am so thankful I was on her season and not Captain Lee's. I don't think he would have liked me very much. I think Captain Lee's wonderful and would like everyone. <laughs> my my, 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 my opinion from watching the his series um when they asked me to go back and it wasn't with him i have to admit i i was much happier to have sandy because i i feel that she for my situation was much more supportive even though i wasn't with captain lee i i feel he wouldn't have had or offered me the same level of support that I was yeah. offered by, by Captain Sandy. Do you think that yachting is a good industry for your mental health? Oh. <laughs> so I've just been asked to go back on a boat um, and was a lot of, lot of thinking. Um, I'm in a situation at the moment where I have some incredible other opportunities that have arisen um, through various different situations. I'm also taking a lot of time. So after my breakup, after going into commercial vessels, mm -hmm. which I hated, <laughs> absolutely hated. So I had big upending, moved back home, had all, all this bits and pieces swirling around i personally don't think i might go back i'm not, never gonna say never i enjoy being on the water i love it but you have to find the right boat mm -hmm. and i left a boat as a as a bosun but only for five six months so on my it's a very my cv now doesn't look very good so I'm limited on the boats. Like when you're in the position to pick the boat that you can work on, I think it's an incredible industry. Yeah. If you find a supportive boat, you go find out places, you have a good crew, crew can change. It's all, you have to be on top of what you want and strive for it. And if, if you're dedicated, if you're 18 years old, you're on a boat that's not that bad and you stick the year out and you get yourself on a good boat second or third year and you push not only can you be very financially well off but you can then start living a really cool life if you're on a two-month rotation so you've got two months two months home two months two months home if you find a partner that likes that's happy with that excellent you, then you can then keep a partner um, if you don't want a partner then and you want to do other stuff you get six months of the year to go and do that and you have enough money to do it so in the right circumstances i joined the yachting industry late so and i came from already being the lowest person in multiple jobs because uh, most people say um jack of all trades master of none because <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I've, I've flicked, flicked about doing lots of, of different things and I enjoy and quite good at lots of things. Ironically, most things that don't earn a huge amount of money, uh, yachting is probably the only exception. Um, but I joined late and I had to start at the bottom of the rung. And when you have life experience and much more life experience than someone that, that has maybe just been on a, a yacht only for their life and they think that the world revolves around that. It's a very hard place. If you have a very broad mind and you're lots of thinking of it like that to, to then be put down and just told like, do this, do that, you know? Yeah. I would have joined the military if I wanted that when I was 16. I didn't want that. So I didn't, <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect to go into it at 29. And someone that's not in the military then think that they can run it as if you're on a training. That's my opinion anyway. Um, but there are lots of very, if you get on the good boat, it's good. That's, and so it can be an excellent career. It's, it's probably the very long-winded <laughs> roundabout way to getting the answer. It can be an incredible career if it's exactly what you want and you are switched on with your choices. How's your mental health? How are you doing? <laughs> like a genuine, how are you? How are you doing? Because, you know, you you were remote when it was being shown. So, you know, I'm hoping the hashtag worked. We all protected you. Um, <laughs> and how are you doing now? Because you will still get spotted. You know, yeah. let's be honest. I fangirl momented at the start before we recorded because nobody needs a copy of that um, <laughs> it's yeah how are you how are you doing well funnily enough my, my friend asked me that question about two hours ago um because I said I was doing this podcast and then they said oh it's a good time to check in since the show so on the show I went up so what timeline now yeah how long ago was it two and two and a half years from wow and I still remember that. Yeah, I don't know my pin. So it came, it came out a year and 10 months ago, something like that, I think. Wow. Um, so on the show, although I had the panic attack, I actually rose up by the end. By the time I left and I stayed on Lady Michelle, I was doing really well, getting better. Um, I flew back for the winter lock I flew back Christmas Eve and got locked down <laughs> which was hard but I worked two jobs I did eight till ten at Halfords as a fitter and then one till ten delivering for Argos um, and then Milia called me up and said do you want to come to the Caribbean and join my boat so I called the boss and said I quit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, see ya <laughs> Gonna the Caribbean. Yeah. then I had my roller coaster of meeting my ex-girlfriend on that boat fell in love Leah and her threw me a surprise 30th birthday, which was incredible. And we went back and forth and then she came and joined my boat and lovely time. Then it went again, really unpleasant boat. Um, working on there, I had a couple of friends, but the rest of it, old merchant Navy mariners, very right wing, uh, stuck on there for three weeks at a time sent me down um, to the point where I reached out for some help. Um, but my partner at the time 
wasn't receptive to talking about feelings and help. Um, and I think certainly by my negative thoughts and break moving away in terms of being more distant, that was why it ended. Um, and then I spiraled into the ground. Um, suddenly got jobs with tourism and I was flying around uh, Bali, Vietnam. Wow. Back, back with groups, uh, did a winter trip around Europe um, with 40 Australians, which was good fun. Um, much better. I'm in a very different mental health situation now where nothing nothing fits like people say they're at a crossroads i'm at like a hundred spaghetti junctions it feels like i'm extremely lost i don't know like i enjoy working tourism i'm surrounded by lots of bubbly people all the time but i feel disconnected then i go home i've just been traveling by myself felt very lonely there's no i have not found anywhere near a balance in my life i've gone from living with someone steady job to right back to the other end of the spectrum to flying off doing all of these things <clears throat> and it's great and i've got opportunity looking at one thing maybe start my own business maybe doing carrying on in tourism trying to buy a house and settle down retraining but I, I just, I couldn't, and my, my mum at the moment, uh, my father is very supportive, my, but my mum is being supportive in terms of saying like she, she will attempt to like loan me some money to, to retrain and bits and pieces, but you need to know what you want to do, which is very, very kind of her. And she's like, have you thought about it? I say, I can think nothing else, but I cannot, I don't know what would make me happy. And what would bring me joy for a long period of time, something I want to commit to. Um, and at the moment, the things that brought me joy before, so like uh, I'm traveling, I used to stay in hostels, walk in, talk to everyone in the room. Now I'm like struggling to go into the room and make one conversation. Um, then I feel lonely. Then I don't want to be with a group of people because I feel disconnected to them because most people in hostels at the moment are considerably younger than me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm only turned 32 next month, but... Oh, you're so young. I turned 40 next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's all the all these things that, that I've gone back to doing this because I thought that this at the time I was loving it. Yes, I love it, but I'm loving it in a different way. So then... Sorry, I was rambling on about it, but... No, uh, <laughs> You started talking about me and I nearly stopped you and I just went, yeah, but how are you? Like, mm. So, not terrible. Fun functioning, like absolutely. I, I nearly said functioning, but not living. Yeah, functioning, not living. Um, I mean, you've only got us, I've been seeing incredible historical monuments. I've been hearing people's stories. Last night I sat with a, a guy having tea that had been working um, in travel in the 60s, 70s. And, you know, all this, all this stuff would have excited me. And I just, 
I just sometimes feel a little bit dead, which is bad because I lo- I'm interested in the story I'm doing that, but it's just not. It's just like a flat line mm-hmm. in my level of joy. You know, I'm doing all these exciting things, and I'm just doing it with like a deadpan face and desperately trying to enjoy them, but just plodding along, really. I want to cut you so bad. <laughs> like that's the mother in me. Um, how are you reaching out? Are you supported? Am I going to have to ring you every day? Like no, I'm no. Like, so, <laughs> you're like no, no, no. dead after this. Do not. We're not going to the ice hockey. We're not. Doing no, no. Anything. We are. We are going to the ice hockey. We are. Yeah. Devils. Come on. Yes. Um. Yes. I'm. I'm very well supported. Um. Promise. <laughs> I've just yeah. I've just I've just been with my dad. He's supportive in his very own way. Um, old old school man, but gives you one hug and a pat. Uh, and you know you... that that is as much as like. Yeah, I mean, it means it, mean, it means the world, and um, I know exactly how it feels. My mum absolutely don't necessarily find it that easy sharing stuff with her. Didn't tell her I was on the show. She only found out six months oh, ago. How was that? Um, <laughs> turned up with a list of questions at lunch and I said put that notebook away we're never speaking about it um because <laughs> I know the questions that she'd ask so I didn't want to <laughs> you're like about don't it. you know <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely not um you can google half of those <laughs> oh god I want to know what that list was now <laughs> we'll stop and you can tell me <laughs> yeah um uh, but I've got, I've got some friends. One guy, so person, person I'm travelling with now, um, a couple of old friends. If I called Malia up, Z, there would be Gran. I've got a few friends. Um, the guy that I was working with over the winter, um, which was incredible for me. I went back to driving a coach for for a month. Hadn't been any of the places. Hadn't driven a coach in four years. Um, extremely stressful met him just before and then we became like very very close friends supported me but also we had some incredible discussions um and i won't go into details about but he shared some very hectic stuff about himself and but we did this on like day three of being together for a month um so I had this super in-depth conversation. And like the other day, actually, we were texting um, and I was was in my Airbnb in Kosovo and I was like, oh, just to let you know, I don't feel very well. And he like literally phoned, like the phone was ringing. I sent it, read it, phone rang. So, yeah. Good. See, just want to look after you and feed you. <laughs> the mom. No, um, what would you tell someone that's struggling? You can see when the questions come in. What would you tell someone that's struggling? Like, because you are, whether you want to be or not, you're a Bravo celebrity. Yeah, it's official. You've met Andy Cohen virtually, but you've met yeah. Andy Cohen. Therefore, there's like a tear. Um, how, what would you want people to take away from your season what would you want people to take away from this and what would you what how do you want 
if you could change it, how would you change it? Does that make sense? Is it, is it what, what advice would I give to someone that might be feeling in a similar? Yeah. Um, or are you looking in the for, mirror for, when you say this? No, no, no. So firstly, like I'm at this point in my life very lucky because I have some very close friends that through the show or not through the show um, knew. Um, so the first thing is to look to your friendship group. Um, pick one person that maybe you feel more comfortable with or maybe they're maybe that you know of a, a side story of someone else that, that maybe they've had a, a, a bit of a rough time as well so they might be understanding and and take the chance send a message even if it's a text and say oh I'm feeling a bit I'm not feeling very well I was just wondering whether or not you you know we could we could have a coffee or hang out or do any of those things um or there's there's people that you know for example I didn't realize that there's a specific charity that deals with mariners with mental health yeah wow and it was the card was given out on my boat as a joke they're like ha, 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 like throwing it out and I was like was this at the mean boat no, this is the commercial boat I was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I'm going to find that mean boat and I'm going to yeah. it. <laughs> He's got a fishing boat in Yorkshire. I'll give you the address. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped my dad. <laughs> Me and your dad will road trip and we're on it. <laughs> I have a very vindictive daughter. We'll get it. <laughs> yeah. um, and I went on their website and they were offering six counseling sessions for free oh amazing. straight off the back and then you could get more if you needed more um so that's one of the people i reached out to so search for resources if you're another thing i worked uh christmas temp for ted baker um this christmas time and there's a retail charity that offers mental health services to uh, retail employees and the signs were all in the crew area and no one was doing it. And one day I was sitting around having lunch. Oh, wow, that's, that's cool. So I had a look at that and they were offering it. You know, they, even if it's not advertised in the workplace, your industry probably has a specific charity that you may even qualify for free support yeah. and much quicker than the NHS. Um, yeah. My my experience with the NHS has been atrocious, so I'm not obviously use use it. But like for me personally, it hasn't given me the support. Um, I've reached out and I'm currently looking at private healthcare because of the stuff that that is going on. Um, but I'm in a very fortunate position where I can do that, and I know a lot of people can't but you know there's charities like yourself there, there's spend a bit of time searching on online because once once you delve into it there's there's hundreds thousands of people like yourself that are offering support for people um and they want you to find them that's the interesting point 
un unlike any other situation where like they're trying to reach you but don't know how to reach you so once you reach out they're going to be like oh great you know we've got this that can help you or this and if they can't help you they know they you you must know other people working in a oh, similar thing so I've if had a some... friend reach out to me recently going I'm desperately trying to find this can you help I'm like give me an hour yeah so like look if you go there and it's not the right fault or you don't get on with them they're going to be able to recommend someone else mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if it takes 10 people just keep keep going keep trying it um the first time I did it I went to a counselor I was like they're terrible didn't do anything two years later much worse <laughs> um give give the second one a try and still don't get on with them get the third one a try keep going until you find keep the going. right one and that's why when you agreed to do this um because you know I, I jokingly am like you know you're a bravo liberty and um, having people like you willing to talk about mental health gives charities like us an extra you know not to jump on your platform like but um it, it helps us get out more because sometimes that's the hardest part is you know you can be sat there doing amazing work but it's really hard there's there's a lot of people there's a lot of noise on social media there's a lot of noise in general so thank you so yeah. you might think that this was just an, an hour with a weird person that knew way too much about you no work. no no I don't. <laughs> But all I know is that, mate, we are going to the ice hockey. We're going <laughs> to have a beer. And if the Devils don't win, yeah. you're never coming back. <laughs>